Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dion Browning. You're definitely listening to Man vs. Brand. First, I want to say happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope you're happy, that you're loved, that you're supported by your community, by your partnerships. Uh, love is a tricky thing. Last week, we talked about what it is to go through a breakup with your career, with your partnerships, with your path. This week, I want to talk about what it feels like to be in love. This is going to be a two-part podcast that's focused on uh, the process of breaking up, but also the process of being and falling in love with your job, with yourself, with your choices. So listen, let's see what Psychology Today has to say about the signs that you're in love. Again, I haven't read any of this before doing the podcast, specifically because I want to have an off-the-cuff response to it. So if you're ready to get all lovey-dovey, I think we should go. You ready? Let's do it. Still trying to figure out the keys to life? Well, according to the locks, it's money, power, and respect. Learn to gain or grow these three concepts with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of expertise in guiding and coaching businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that can lead to your big breakthrough. Welcome, and let's begin. So who doesn't want to be in love with their job? I mean, I know for a lot of us, it doesn't seem synonymous, right? It doesn't seem like something that is automatically and inherently equivalent. Love and work. So many people out here don't love what they do. I've definitely been in that place where I wake up and I think to myself, this is not the thing that I really want to spend all my time with. And we covered that in last week's podcast. Signs that you may not be in good relationship with your partnerships, your teams, your work, your uh, your company, what have you, right? This week, because it's Valentine's Day, I want to focus on love. I love love. I'm one of those guys who's a sucker for love. I love to be at places that appreciate, support, and encourage me. I love to be in partnerships that do the same. And so for that reason, I want to have a dialogue with you guys about what it is to be in love. For a second, I kind of wanted to use my like late night radio, um, in love, slow beats voice, but... I don't think that's what y'all want. I think y'all want good energy. I think you want to hear what we have to say and go from there. So let's talk about love. I'm going to read Psychology Today's article on love, the six signs that it's love. And we're going to see if this has a direct correlation to the workplace, to professional environments, and see, are you in fact in love. This is a Valentine's Day episode. I can't wait. So listen, uh, I'm going to start again like I did in last week's with some information that is provided. The the author of this is Teresa E. DiDonato, who has a PhD, and she says that she has science-based ways to know that you're in love. Here are some key points. Research suggests 
that the traits associated with what's known as consummate love may provide a guide for people who want to know for sure if they're in love. Partners who are comfortable with honest disclosure and who can focus on each other as determined by how they look at each other could said to be in love. Concern for a partner, a motivation to make their life easier, and a willingness to make decisions that prioritize them are all signs of consummate love. So, let's hit number one. Let's see what uh, Miss Donato, or doctor, right? Because I want to be fair, uh, has to say about the first sign of you, in fact, being in love. Number one is you're authentic with this person. What she says is showing the real you is part of the experience of finding the kind of love that can last. Couples that prioritize honest conversation and true self-disclosure rather than habits of deception tend to be more satisfied and to have the kind of open exchange that allows for deeper connection. So, in other words, you need to be very clear about what your intentions are, what your goals are, why you're in this relationship, right? Well, why you're in this working relationship, why you're on this team, why you're in this partnership. And the other parties have to also be authentic, whether that's a job description, whether those are monthly progress reports. Everyone has to be authentic with what's occurring uh and if you're not and you're not prioritizing open honest professional exchange then everyone's going to walk away with one of the deal breakers from our last conversation which is a lack of communication authenticity is such an important factor in building any sort of relationship specifically one that is founded on uh, an alignment around business and your professional future. The second one, I don't know how I'm going to work this one out, but we're going to go for it. Your eyes really are only for each other. I'm going to read that again. Your eyes are only really for each other. What, Uh, The doctor says is people in love tend to focus in on each other. Indeed, one strong predictor of relationships ending is how attentive people are to the other potential dating partners. Research shows that looking at and paying attention to desirable alternative partners predict less commitment, investment, and satisfaction. All factors that tend to be found in loving lasting relationships are you currently looking on indeed for other opportunities are you searching linkedin for connections you might have to other roles is there a standing uh, job post or monster for a position that is already filled When others talk about their job, do you listen and think to yourself, man, I wish I had that role? That really sounds good to me. 
If that's the case, then it's possible that your attention may be somewhere else. Heck, if you're if you're playing uh, mobile games while you're at work, it may not have the attention that you deserve for it to have. Or it may not be motivating you. It may not be catalyzing you in the way that you need for you to have fulfillment in the role. Do you really only have eyes for each other? I know when I'm in love with a job, I could be having the worst morning. But as soon as that first Zoom call starts, as soon as I walk into that building and say my first good morning, things instantly change. Perspective shifts. I find myself engaging in conversation with people, with topics, on projects that I truly appreciate and value. I think that's love. Alternately, if I go into the building, directly go into my office, close the door, then I'm shutting myself and others out. And that may not be an indicator of love. Now, is that to say that love is supposed to be continuous? That love is supposed to be everlasting? That there won't be peaks and valleys? Absolutely not. You may love your job today. You may have a bad day and and not feel the same way about it. The question is, can you return to it, learn from your lessons, have open dialogue and communication around what happened, and move forward? Because I think that's what love looks like. Love isn't just about getting what you need in the moment. That's selfish. Love is about a partnership forged over time. And through adversity. It's about growth. It's about understanding. It's about pursuing common goals. So I could see. When you only have eyes for each other. There's something magical about that. And that's the type of business partnerships I want to be in. That's some real love. Please somebody cue Mary J. Blodge. Uh, If you didn't get that, that's okay too. Uh, Search up Real Love, Mary J. Blige, and you might get the reference. All right, number three. Your physical relationship leaves you with an afterglow. What the doctor says is often for people in love, intimacy is more than just intimacy. Research shows that it's the positive effect and affection that many couples experience through intimate activities. The drive positive outcome for individuals and relationships. I love intimacy at work. Uh, Intimacy for me comes in the form of training and learning, right? Because there's something vulnerable about learning new things. There's something vulnerable about teaching something to another person, hoping that they walk away with a clearer understanding of the subject matter. There's also something very, very intimate about all of the things that bring about culture. All of the weddings, births, deaths, potlucks, holiday celebrations, parties, 
cookouts, all those things come together and form this very solid, intimate foundation that has specific amount of boundaries set up as your policy and guidelines book would suggest or dictate. But there's some form of intimacy that comes from that, that comes from engaging in the activities that really allow for us to bond with each other around the commonality of wanting this job, this business, this partnership to succeed. I think that there is something beautiful and oftentimes fragile in it because when it works, it's an amazing, amazing thing. When it doesn't, man, you see all of the cracks, see all of the gaps, and you know how much work there needs to be done. And that's the beauty about being in good relationship, right? Is that if everyone wants this thing to succeed, if everyone wants the relationship to work, they fight for it. And if not, then you get to go. You get to be released to a better life, to a better love. So sign number three, your physical relationship leaves you with an afterglow. Number four, you're motivated to make your partner's life easier. The doctor says passion is important, but so too is concern for your partner and his or her concern for you. People's relationships benefit when each party gives and receives the kind of generous care designed to promote each other's well-being termed compassionate love. While this alone won't define being in love, it is a structural component that distinguishes short-term lust from the kind of long-term love you might be looking for. Wow. There's something in this, I think, that that really speaks to um, the difference between the interview process, your first 90 days, and two years out. Or five years out. Or 10 years out. Right? We come in with this, this, this best self. This, I'm going to show up as my most optimal version. I'm going to interview. I'm going to engage. I'm going to lay out a five-year plan that probably includes uh, the company, the partnership, the thing that I'm conversing about in that moment. And then the first 90 days hit. And it's challenging. And there are things that you need to learn. The learning curve may be long or short. But hopefully, in the right fit, you're finding value and they're finding value in you. You finally reach the point where you're, you've learned. They've learned you. You've understand company, partner, team culture. They've embraced you. Life is good. 
But then things start happening. Personalities start coming into conflict. Projects become a little harder. Maybe the job is no longer challenging and it's redundant. Maybe the partnership's breaking apart. Are you doing things that help promote the ease of everyone else to do their job? Or are you a roadblock? Are you a gatekeeper? Are you someone that is degradating? Degradating? Mm, I think I might have meant degrading. No, I think I meant degradating. Hold on, guys. Um, give me one second. I'm about to check this out. Degradating. All right. Yeah, I, I think I was right that time. Listen, I love it when I pull a, a good word out. All right. So, um, so, so you're you're in a space where uh, you are degradating the integrity of the business, the partnership, the team. And in that way, you are now no longer an asset. You're a liability. There's something about wanting to bring a sense of ease, a sense of smoothness, a sense of process, a sense of alignment to whatever you're working in. And I think that's true of any relationship. You need to be in a space where you aren't causing problems. You're just bringing solutions. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't highlight what's wrong for the purpose of growth. Growth is integral to a relationship. You need it. You need it in business. You need it in life. Love wants growth. Love demands growth. But it doesn't critique as to cause stagnation. It doesn't critique as to cause depression. Have you ever sat in a team meeting where no one wanted to speak? Where no ideas were shared? Where progress couldn't happen because it was dependent upon people having to discuss something that they were afraid to discuss? That's when it's not easy. That's when whoever's contribution to this process has made it difficult for there to be growth. And in that way, that's not love. In that way, that's harm. Because you're not allowing for people to contribute. You're not allowing for people to show up. And that's not love, my friends. So hopefully, you're in business making folks' lives easier. You're doing your role to the best of your ability. You're asking smart questions. You're investigating for solutions. You're doing all the stuff that it's going to take for you to be in great relationship with those things. And that, that right there is the type of love that anybody would want. Let's talk about number five. Number five says you take risks with your partner. 
The doctor says, sometimes it's easier to gloss over your past or tell a difficult story without the real emotion. But intimate risk taking appears to be a positive factor in satisfying relationships. Love provides the safety and trust that enables people to engage in uninhibited self-disclosure. All right, so no one comes to their job perfectly prepared for the role. As I stated earlier in this conversation, there's a learning curve. And consistently as you're moving through the role, through the job, through the team, through the partnership, you guys, as you grow, should confront challenges that you're not inherently prepared for. That's what training is about. That's what team meetings are about. That's what checking in is about. And so it's important that we take risks, that we're open, we're open to change, we're open to growth. Have you ever been in a role and someone else got hired and uh, you didn't know exactly why you weren't fit for the promotion and then you found out all the value that that person brought and the 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 inclusion of that person upped the game for you you understood your job in a different way you understood your own capacities in a different way have you ever had a client who you know you typically didn't think that that would be someone who would want to bring you on to their job right they're a client that you thought maybe just wasn't a good fit for you and you push through and by the end you realize something different about yourself there was some growth there and it only comes when you're honest with yourself about who you are in this moment and you're open to the possibilities of who you can be that's the type of of intimacy that it takes that's the type of risk taking that it takes to know that you don't have all the answers and in fact you're not supposed to have all the answers you're just supposed to show up and be open to the fact that there's more to you growing to you evolving to you being a better version in that role and i think in this way, there's some cross functionality there, right? There's some crossover there. You become a better leader at work. You become a better parent. You become a better friend. You become a better partner if you're doing this right because everyone is learning from everyone else. You're learning from the role that you occupy, from the team that you're supporting, from the people that are in higher positions that are uh, talking you through your path to growth. And you're taking that and you're applying that to your children, you're applying that to your partner. Because so much of growth, so much of intimacy, so much of positive, empowering risk-taking 
is something that can't just be compartmentalized in a job. It should flow over into all parts of your life. That's love. That's the type of love that I continuously want to experience until the day I die. Because without it, there's regret. There's doubt. I don't want to be a should have, would have, could have kind of person. Do you? Do you want to be a person that said, I did all that I could do to be all that I could be? Huh. That's a form of love that I think uh, I am very much consistently working towards and consistently seeking out. Number six on our list of six is you intrinsically enjoy your partner's company. The doctor says you're attracted to your partner, but how much do you like them? Liking is distinct from passion but a component of the kind of in love that tends to translate into long-term relationship happiness. Liking your partner signals a high degree of reward in a relationship, the kind of interpersonal pleasure helpful in sustaining a relationship. Do you like being where you are? Do you like walking into the spaces you walk into? And contributing into the conversations that are being had. Do you like meeting with your supervisor, your boss, your partner, your client? Are you engaged in conversation that supports their agenda and yours? Is it in fact win-win conversations? Or are you looking to dominate? Or do you feel unheard? Do you, in fact, enjoy the thing that you're doing? If you don't, then I'm not sure that you may be in love with it. Now, here I think that there's a distinction between like or happiness and love. Happiness is something that can shift very easily uh, from day to day. You can be happy with it today and not happy with it tomorrow. And those can be determined by a number of internal and external factors. But love is something that I think looks at it at a more long-term, long-tail philosophy or perspective. Love is something where you see an end goal. Love is something that builds the foundation on which you grow. Love is something where you know that today it may not be perfect, but you're working towards something that's a little closer to what perfect looks like. Love demands that you compromise, that you listen, that you're heard. So you may not always want to be in conversation with whatever entity you're engaged with. But as long as you know that this thing will pass, that this conversation may be tough, this meeting may be rough, this review may be hard, 
this day may be tough, that tomorrow everything might change. And that, my friends, is love. Love is something that's hopeful. Love is also something that is grounded in habit and experience. Right? No need to be in something toxic. Be in something that rewards you and that you contribute to. Number one is that you're authentic. Number two is that you are exclusive. Number three is that it leaves you in an afterglow. Number four is that you're motivated to make it easier. Number five is that you take risks. And number six is that you enjoy its company. Man, Valentine's Day. It's a time where we give flowers and chocolates to people who we're romantically involved with, to people who we love as friends, as family members. It's a time to support, to celebrate, to enjoy. It's a time of love. And yes, we should be doing this every day. Every day we should be engaged in activities that show how valuable someone's presence is in our lives. To say thank you. I appreciate you. You are valuable. You contribute. And yeah, there's other days for that. There's, you know, Mother's Day for mothers and Father's Day for fathers and and anniversaries for weddings and and date nights and all that great stuff. But but I think today is when the world comes together and and showcases of love are just made universally. And for that reason, I wanted to have a conversation about what Valentine's Day means, but more specifically what love means. When you're talking about it in a professional sense. Because you need to have it. You deserve to have it. If that means that you're in a career that you don't love. Then maybe you start pursuing on your off time. Some things that might lead you there. You might take some classes. You might try and open up your own business. You may have a conversation with another person who is a decision maker in that role or in that job, in that business, about what it may take for you to fall in love with the job again. Because like I said last week, sometimes it's not you and that's okay. Sometimes the insights of what you're experiencing It's the same that other people are experiencing. And so someone needs to step up in the name of love. Have the hard conversations and find themselves in a place of joy and happiness. Listen, money is important. Status is important. Roles are important. The ability to provide care is important. But in a time where things like suicides are up, unemployment's up, 
uh, job wariness is up. We got to find our way back to love. We got to find our way back to connection. Because you can love your job. I promise you, you can absolutely love your job. You just got to put in the work. And you have to find a space that wants to work with you. Hey, this is Dion Brown. I'm doing two episodes today. One on Valentine's Day and one for the Super Bowl, of course, because that happened yesterday. I hope you enjoyed this talk. It was short. It was sweet. It's like a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump. If you haven't know, don't know what that is, you can look that up too. So you got two assignments. You got Mary J. Blige, Real Love, and Forrest Gump if you don't know it. I think everybody knows both, but you can't take anything for granted. I want you guys to know I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And even if you're not listening or supporting, I want to say I love you anyway. There are so many people that haven't heard this podcast yet who I'm going to fall into great relationship with. I know it because I'm hopeful. And that's one of the tenets of being in love. Hope. Talk to you guys in a bit. And uh, see you soon. Let's hit that intro. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time. And remember, with any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.